New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Hey guys, uh, welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Brady. I have my wife Amy is here with me today. She's going to read our scripture. And so today we're going to be in Genesis chapter 46, and we're going to start in verse 1. So um, if you're driving, I hope that you can just listen and let God's Word speak to you. If you're where you can open your Bible, uh, then let's go ahead and open them up. You know, one of the things that uh, I love is the Bible says, faith comes through hearing and hearing through the Word of God. So every single time that we open up, God's Word and study it, then God uh, grows our faith. So before Amy reads, uh, we're just coming on the heels of, of chapter 45, which is one of the great chapters in the story of Joseph. And, you know, Amy, this is where Joseph re- reveals himself to his his brothers, and it's a, it's a pretty emotional thing. They didn't realize that uh, that was Joseph there in Egypt, and it's also where he forgives them, which is just an amazing part of this story. And so now his family is going to be coming to him uh, in Egypt. So if you don't mind, why don't you read this section for us? Sure. Hey, everybody. Um, I'm going to be reading from the ESV version, Genesis 46, 1 through 7. So Israel took his journey with all that he had and came to Beersheba and offered sacrifices to the God of his father Isaac. And God spoke to Israel in visions of the night and said, Jacob, Jacob. And he said, Here I am. Then he said, I am God, the God of your father. Do not be afraid to go down to Egypt, for there I will make you into a great nation. I myself will go down with you to Egypt, and I will also bring you up again. And Joseph's hand shall close your eyes. Then Jacob set out from Beersheba. The sons of Israel carried Jacob, their father, their little ones and their wives in the wagons that Pharaoh had sent to carry him. They also took their livestock and their goods, which they had gained in the land of Canaan, and came into Egypt. Jacob and all his offspring with him, his sons and his sons' sons with him, his daughters and his sons' daughters, all his offspring he brought with him into Egypt. Thank you for reading that. You know, I, as I think about this story, Amy, if I if I get this right in chapter 47, I think Jacob, who's also known as Israel, which can be a little confusing sometimes, is 130 years old when he makes this journey. And, you know, I just have a couple really quick points, and I, I know you're going to jump in and, and make a point that's really meant something to you in this story. But uh, you know, this is more than just a family that's on the move. I think we have to see see that. It's, uh, you know, when you study the life of Joseph, he was one of 12 brothers. Jacob is his father. And so it's, it's, it's more than just a family on the move. This is really the messianic line. I mean, from this line is going to come the Messiah. And so if this is the nation of Israel that's on the move. This is God's covenant people. So we really see how God is working in and through them. There's so many lessons that we can learn uh, really about our own lives as, as well. But but here's the first thing from this story that has been a helpful thing for me to know through the years. You know, life is just, it just doesn't move along in a straight line. You know, we just kind of have some goals and everything goes exactly according to script, exactly according to plan. And sometimes there's detours 
And, and a detour is not necessarily a wrong turn. And I, I think for... I think for Jacob, as a 130-year-old man, he's leaving the land of promise and he's going down into Egypt. That might feel like a feel like a detour, but God is going to do some amazing things in Egypt. And we're about to study the book of Exodus, and we're going to see God move in power in amazing ways there. But sometimes in our own life, when we're going through a detour, we're in a season where we think, this wasn't really my plan. I didn't see this going this way with my child. I didn't see this going this way with my career. Or I didn't see this going this way with my health. You know, and we think, you know what, is this punishment from God? Sometimes I think we feel that way. But, you know, detours are are not necessarily a wrong turn. And in in fact, God had already predicted that they were going to go down into the land of Egypt. He told Abraham uh, that in, in Genesis chapter 15 that they were going to, go down and into the land of Egypt, be mistreated for 400 years, and then God was going to bring them out. So that's just the first thing. A detour is not a wrong turn. And, and then secondly, I would say, as it, as it relates to making a move, I think sometimes we in our lives, we can get kind of frustrated and, and you know, we, we aren't satisfied. And so we can kind of move too quick in situations uh, in our life. And so I, I think what, one of the things that we see here is I think we need to make sure that God confirms something before we make a move in our, in our life and in our relationship, whether that's changing a career or making just a drastic decision in our life. And so when you see Jacob, he's on his way to Egypt, this, this old man, he stops at a place called Beersheba, which Beersheba is in the southern part of the nation of Israel. Uh, it's a very desolate place. I've been there a, a couple of times. It's where Isaac lived. It's where his father, Jacob's father, Isaac, had lived. And it's actually where Jacob, when he fled from his brother Esau, when he was afraid that Esau was going to kill him, he fled, he fled to Beersheba, and God met him there in Beersheba. So that was a really significant place for him. So he stops and and worships there in Beersheba, and he really wants to hear from the Lord. And, and you wanted to kind of speak into that just a little bit. Yeah, um, I, I think something that really has always jumped out at me when I've read this passage is about how God reassures Jacob and how um, in verse four, it's, God says, I myself will go down with you. And then he even tells him some of the future, like that that um, your, your own son, Joseph's hand will close your eyes. So I think God was saying, I know you have some fears. I know this isn't the your master plan, but the, God was reassuring him that he had a purpose and that he was going to be with him and that he didn't have to be afraid. And it just shows me the tenderness that God has for us when we have fear and when we're you know, um, maybe living out something that we never thought we would be living out, that he's still right there with us. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And I know Pastor Nick is going to deal with that even this Sunday in the message as we really think about what it feels like to be forgotten. And I think Joseph understood that. All of us feel like that, but God's with us. And that's what we need to to, to keep at the center of our mind. And one of the things I love about Jacob here in this part of the story is he so wants to hear from God. He doesn't want to make a decision apart from God's will and be really drastic or hasty. And I know in my life, that's where I made a lot of mistakes. So he stops and he worships at Beersheba just to make sure he's doing the right thing. 
because it's not just him that's moving. There's 66 people in this traveling party. So he realizes this is a big decision that has implications for his life and, and for the life of his family. So he wants to hear from the Lord. So I, I think that's really important. When we have an important decision in our life, let's just stop and, and be with the Lord and, and let the Lord confirm that in some way. And, and he will. You know, the last thing as we're looking at this, again, we uh, we took the easy way out. Pastor Nick assigned us this section, and it's got 66 names in it for, in this chapter, and they're really hard to say, and so we, we skipped over that. But I think it's important. You can look at all those different different names that are there. So there's 66 people traveling with Jacob. You know, his his children, their wives, his grandchildren are all traveling and they're and they're going there and he's going to be reunited. We're going to see that in the next day's podcast. He's going to be reunited with his son who he thought was dead, his favorite son, Joseph, which is a powerful, powerful thing. But one of the things that struck me, and I, I think you're the one who mentioned this to me a while back, one of the brothers that is going with them was Judah. Now, again, you see these 12 brothers, you see Jacob and his 12 sons, they represent the 12 tribes of Israel, right? God's covenant people that God's going to work in and through. And so we're going to see God, all of God's promises in the, in the Old Testament, everything's going to work through his covenant people, Israel. But one of those boys was, was Judah, and all of these boys had made mistakes. I mean, they had sold their brothers as slaves. So, I mean, they had a terrible past. And but Judah in chapter 38, and, and Pastor Ben did a good job dealing with this, Judah makes a really bad mistake morally with his, with his daughter-in-law. But it's going to be Judah from the line of Judah comes the Messiah. And that, that's a pretty amazing thing. So that tells me today as we're looking at this, our past, our past, and we all have a past. All of us have things from our past that we have shame and we have guilt as it relates to. But our past don't disqualify us from the future that God has for us. Even, even Judah, and Judah had a past, but it was through the line of Judah that the Messiah was going to come. He's going to do some great things through this line. So that, that ought to really be an encouragement, I think, to all of us today. When the enemy wants to remind us of our past, when we can think about this story and see, you know what, my past doesn't disqualify me from what mm -hmm. God has. So I hope, that, I hope that encourages you today. We really appreciate you uh, listening to this podcast. And as your pastor, I, I know these are difficult times. These are uncertain times and challenging times. But I want you to know from me and from Amy, we love you guys. Um, we're for you. We believe that God has great days in store for us as in a church and, and, and for you and for your family. So thanks for being with us this morning. God bless you. And we'll see you back here Monday morning. Again, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you Monday.